When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So I I know you've got a lot going on, but remember, I'm here for you. So bother me when no one's listening, because I will. Bother me when it feels like it won't get better, because it can. Bother me because you're never a bother. Whether it's a low point or a crisis, get help for yourself or a friend. Learn more at neverabother.org or call or text 988, available 24-7. So I I know you've got a lot going on, but remember, I'm here for you. So bother me when no one's listening, because I will. Bother me when it feels like it won't get better, because it can. Bother me because you're never a bother. Whether it's a low point or a crisis, get help for yourself or a friend. Learn more at neverabother.org or call or text 988, available 24-7. This is Lewis Art for Boxing Social in association with Empire Fight Store and Forged Irish Stout. Delighted today to be joined with Will Jones once again. Just beat me at pool. Um, oh, tough one to take that, you know, I thought I was uh, doing alright. But uh, yeah, other than that, how's things, mate? Yeah, good. Good. It was a good game at pool. Um, I'm, no- I'm normally shocking at pool. My missus beats me, so yeah, I was quite uh, shocked that I beat you. But can't win everything, can you? Way to make me feel better, mate. You know, way to make me feel better. Um, yet again, Tom Welland is sort of his second fight in two months. Uh, have a quick, quick turnaround. Um, excited for him to be back out in the ring. Yeah, um, yeah. They've moved up, moved Tom up to six rounds as well. Uh, I'm excited because it's a good, it's a good start and a good, it's a good end to the year for Tom. Uh, a good bit of money for Christmas and that, and um, it just keeps him the buzz. We're going to take him uh, Vegas with us, and it just keeps him in the gym, keeps him ready. Tom. He's got a tough opponent. Uh, only being the journeyman he is, but he's still a big puncher. So we can't, and these guys do come to turn up sometimes. So you've got to worry about that. But I'm confident in Tom, and it's going to be a good fight for him. We'll get into uh, you know, going to America in a minute. But with him fighting six rounds again, having this little step up, when as a coach do you feel like the best time for your fighters to know that okay, this is when the step up's needed. This is when we might need to pull back a little bit. Is it important to sort of know know those lines? Yeah, well, I was having this conversation with Nissa the other day about it, and he's like, um, it's it good of him, because he said, he said, listen, if we um, say something and you don't agree with it, you wouldn't just speak up. He went, if we, we're rushing a bit, you know him better than us. He went, just speak up. And I thought, yeah, like, appreciate it, appreciate that they've listened, listened to my advice as well as his managers as well. Um, they might, like, people will see how good Tom is and might want to rush him, but I think because he's only 19, he needs baby steps. Um, take his time don't rush listen Tom's young and he's like I can fight him I can beat him I can beat him but slow and steady and I think we'll develop a good champion there you're funny saying that because obviously the name that he was talking about was, was Baluta and he's like I want Baluta in five fights um, whilst you know ability wise Tom may believe that he's beating him uh, he can beat him and he might believe himself in ability is it alright is it sort of important for you as a coach to sort of not humble them but hold them back yeah, yeah you have to rein them in a bit like Listen, I've, I do believe with Tom's ability, he can beat, beat people like Blue. I've 
um, I believe he can beat like like the Paul Battlers. I, I, I think he can. I think he can beat to the top of the division. But the higher the higher he goes, the, the bigger the target on his back, and you can't then go back down. Do you know what I mean? So you have to you have to study. He's got learn. He's got a lot of learning rounds to get in as well. He needs to. Like he got four rounds in the last fight that stopped him on the fourth. But I, I, I like even the sixth round. I'd love to get him to six rounds. Like but, and get the finish, obviously. But he just needs all time to develop, learn, and learn about the pro game. Like not just fighting, nutrition, diet, what you do in and out of the gym. Like it's very very different from the amateurs. It's not as um like. The amateurs isn't much as, as much as a full-time thing as a pro game. And Tom's just started out pro now. He's another guy that you've taken who's a new pro. A lot of sort of guys in your stable aren't don't have uh, as much pro experience in a way. That's like you know Tom Galbraith might be sort of three and zero. Um, you know Jordan Perkins is a six and one. Um, Tom's only one and zero. Do you sort of prefer taking on guys who are sort of like like sort of getting them early in a way? Yeah, it's, it's it's good to develop someone from the beginning. It's 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 what it shows you as a coach, I think. And it's, you 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 sort of put your grain into them of what you your style and what you do, how you, how you do things. But like, I was fortunate enough. My first pro fight was O'Hara, so I was very fortunate to have that. But when you get someone from the beginning, that's when you you do the journey together. Like O'Hara's had a, a number of coaches, and I've been. Like for the last, I think the last tough, last bit, last bit of his career, I think I'm going to be his coach. So, but to have someone from the beginning and develop them, it's, 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 I don't think there's nothing better. We'll get into America. Uh, Tommy's going out with you. Uh, just keeping on the topic of Tom, um, is it sort of how good of an experience do you feel like that can be for him when you're going over to America? I think it's going to be invaluable, um, showing him what it's like over there. Um, there's always the talk of British fighters going over to the Americas, America to train. Just showing what it's really like, showing what the gyms are like. It's a bit dog eat dog over there. There's no real. Uh, um, there's, there's, there's sparring, but the sparring, sparring level out there. Everyone spars everyone, so it'd be good to take Tom out there, get a few rounds for him. And listen, he's going to be side by side of Arara when Arara wins the world title. So brilliant for Tom. Absolutely, and you'll be going out there in about ten days' time now. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people when they go, obviously, when you go from the UK to America there's going to be that jet lag so do you feel like there's the importance of going over early so you can get climatised get used to everything yeah that's that, that's the whole reason like it was so the the issue with um, the visa and the golden boy like we got the visa and that just in time but it was it was not enough time to climatise and listen this is a big roll of the dice for O'Hara so me and Lee collectively stepped in and said we have to go we have to do it at another time this fight we can't do it now it's not safe I don't want my fighter going out there having the worst jet lag and not getting giving his 100% performance. It wouldn't be right, um, especially with this huge opportunity that we've got. So you do have to get out there early. That's why we're going on the 27th of December before Christmas, uh, before New Year, just after Christmas. Um, but it's, it's all for the benefit of the fighter. It's all for him. So it's part of my job to do it. Well, we'll get into that. Obviously, O'Hara was meant to be out on the 2nd of December. Um, that didn't happen uh, for the reasons you just stated there. Was that slightly frustrating for you? To, the situation's not an injury, it's not an illness, it's simply something that was out of your hands. Yeah, it, it makes it more frustrating, but then it's something that once you do understand it, it can't happen, then you've just got to adjust things and like, adjust uh, training plans, sparring, um, and just make it work. There's a few adjustments. O'Hara... As he was gutted, but as as, uh, as he was, got his mind focused again. I gave him a couple of days off. Mind was focused again, and we went on and uh, training has been fantastic since. He's, he's ready. 
and having the responsibility to pull a fight when you know that your fighter ain't ready. O'Hara, if he probably wanted to, probably could have fought Barroso on the second of the second of December. But with everything that went into it, we know that he wouldn't have been a hundred percent. So it's important for yourself as a coach to take responsibility and, and, and save your fighters. You know, whether it be like outside the ring and inside the ring as well. Yeah, yeah, it's my job. Like sometimes. Uh from what I've learned, I've cut, you've got to protect the fighters from themselves sometimes, especially your own fighters. So, um, yeah, it, it was my job to step in. Uh, me, Junior Saba, who works with us with O'Hara, uh, in Chadwick, and we all made this decisions uh, together, and we made the decision with Lee Eaton as well. And, and Golden Boy agreed, but because it was such a, a, a big fight in the main event, it's, it was very hard for them to move, but they agreed in the end, and they said, look, listen, for the benefit of O'Hara, who's signed to them, their fighter, they said, well, let's put it another date, and Golden Boy were great with the turnaround, got him a fight very quick, so we can only thank them for how professional they've been. Was there initial worries where this might have to be a camp that was scrapped, and you might have to have a date in like February or April time, where you, was there a sort of worry for you that, you know, that we might have to have another camp for this? Yeah, that, that was the worry. Like, well, I, 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 in the back of my mind, I did think, ah, oh, is this going to be another? Listen, I've had, with me and O'Hara together, I've had like, some good luck and some bad, bad luck. We've had camps and then the fight's not on, probably three or four um, over, over our years together. So uh, I did think that was going to come, but lucky enough, Golden Boyer, they've got the sources, they made it work. They put us on a great undercard, on the LTs card, so it's brilliant. We're, we're very, very fortunate. And you know what? I, I, when, when we were all making this decision, I thought, have we lost the opportunity for the world title as well? But we've got it, we've still got it, and it's his time to try. Well, we'll get into that, the Barroso fight for the WBA interim uh, super lightweight world title. Um, a massive, massive night for O'Hara. It needs no introduction. A massive, massive night for yourself. Um, the biggest fight in your coaching career so far, the biggest fight in O'Hara's career so far. Um, relishing, relishing these opportunities, when, when the pressure is at the max, you can show what you're both made of. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a time to step up for O'Hara and a time to step up for myself as a coach, I think. And uh, we're both, we are both stepping up. Um, I'm still very new to the game, but I, I feel like my knowledge has got to the level I'm at now as a coach and I've, I've worked hard to get there and uh, I've got nothing but belief in myself and my, my coaching and my fighters listening and doing what I ask and there's a reason why we're in this position in the first place and it's because of great performances of good and uh, good good wins so and it's a reason like why people like Tom have chose to train with me um, some people I've, I've had messages of some people they want to come and train with me and uh, I think it's only going to bring positives to the stable and like, yeah, I just I, I, I believe we're ready for it, and this, like I said, the time to step up is now, and here we go. Well, fast forward back to, or fast go back to, I think November 2021. You was obviously scheduled to, to oh, I was meant to fight Ishmael Barroso. That pulled out on a week, um, on the on the fight week. Do you feel like this fight is made to be in a way? Yeah, like um, I was saying this the other day, like uh, we 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 just finished a run around the, the Bayern Marina. And I was manager rang me and went, um, are you with him? I went, um, I'm, I'm, at the, I'm at the end of the marina. O'Hara's gone up to, to do another lap. He's gone, we went with my boy Sonny. And I, he told me the news, he went, the fight's off. Barroso's not coming and it was gutting. But it was meant to be, I think. I feel like it wouldn't have been, uh, not to be overconfident. I think we would have beat Barroso then, but not in the fashion I think we can beat him now. Um, Barroso is an amazing fighter, there's no under, underrating him at all, there's no looking past him, but 
this is a new O'Hara team. Like the performance that everyone see was probably his career best against Ritson. This is going to be another level. You should see the guy spark. I mean, he's he's ready to take on all comers once he wins that belt as well. And no, a lot gets made about Barroso with his age, um, how he looks. I think there's a photo of him at the airport, and conversation about yeah, it. we did it. We did talk about it, and there's yeah. a lot gets made of it. Um, but is there an importance that to, to you know, we, we we still know what problems that he can cause? The way he boxed against Ronnie Romero, um, yeah. many thought he got sort of robbed in that fight with the with the stoppage. Is it important to know that he is still very live and well and can cause damage? Oh yeah, he's very live and very dangerous. Like look at um, George Foreman. How old, how old was he when he won the world? Is he still 54? 54. Yeah. 54. Listen, and I know he's a different era and uh, but different fighters, but. Um, Barroso is still very, very much dangerous, and I'm pretty sure after what I've, I see as a robbery against Rowley, I'm pretty sure he wants to win this fight just as much as us. Well, we'll get into the man you should mention there, Rowley. Uh, nobody really knows what's going on with him. Meant to be injured. Um, came out on an interview yesterday. I think sort of uh, made some wild comments. Uh, to be honest, what do you think is going on with Rowley? Um, so what? I just think I, I think Rowley's enjoying life at the minute. I think. Um, I don't think he's. I don't think his head's in boxing at the minute. I think he's going around enjoying life. He's got. A, he's got the WBA title. Um, if you're not, but if you're not willing to defend it and fight us, then fuck off. Like, if I'm honest, fuck off. Go to another division or go and fight someone else. He's because uh, at the moment he's just wasting time. Um, but yeah, his, head, his head's not in boxing. He can do what he likes. But if he's not willing to defend his belt, then um, release it and fuck off. Do you, would you like some urgency from the WBA to have this clarification? Because obviously you're going to be the interim champion and you don't want to be waiting around. If you win, it, you know, it, or good God willing, O'Hara picks up the WBA belt uh, on the uh, 6th of January, you don't want to be wasting your career around and wasting precious time on Rolly Romero. No, that's it. You don't want to play the waiting game for when Rolly's ready to fight. When I know it's the interim, but we're just as much a champion as he is, really. Um, I was talking about today with... Um, uh, Leo, I was manager. I'd like Rowley to just go um, before the fight, like before we fight, go over there. Oh, I don't want. I'm not. I'm not into. The, I'm not up for defending this. I don't want this belt no more. I'm going to do my own path. I've got. Oh, there's a big money fight with Garcia. If I want it, I'm going to do that. Do it now, rather than waste everyone's time and leave everyone at the end of a hook. Do you know what I mean? Uh, make a decision now. And I know you're not looking past Barroso, but no. As a, as, a, as a fan for myself and as a, as a reporter and as a coach you must look at other fights and yeah. look at the way that O'Hara being the WBA champion you look at WBO, IBF and WBC all now being Haney, Matias and um, Tifima Lopez you must be excited at the fact of everyone's sort of flocking to the £140 division to see exciting matchups Yeah, there's, listen, this is um, a very, very stacked division um, and uh, it's, it's probably the most talented division at the moment they're all good fights, very good fights. They're all huge, huge fights. Um, we will we'll, we'll, we'll take on all comers. I, I believe in O'Hara. I know that I've, I've been called deluded in, like, in past comments and that before, but I believe in my fight. I believe you can step in the ring with anyone, give anyone a, a good fight and beat anyone. On, their, on his day, he is superb. He doesn't look it. He doesn't look, sometimes he boxes. He doesn't look attractive when he boxes, but it works for him. And he has got... A right hand of God, he can punch, he can seriously punch. I think he's a can knock out a horse. And you talk about, O'Hara talks about how much you've helped him yeah. and how much you've developed him. O'Hara was the real first sort of, the, the real first big fight that you started working with. Um, the, the, you know, the, your first fight as a coach was really working with O'Hara. I'll ask you a question is, 
you've helped O'Hara, but how much do you feel like O'Hara has helped you with the experience that he's had? Massively. For, for people management and learning how to treat every fighter different, O'Hara's taught me a lot. Is it, do you know what, at first, and I'll be honest, me and O'Hara used to clash. We used to clash a lot. I might have gone out, sorry. No, no. Um, we used to clash a lot. Um, Biting heads a bit, but we have learned to get on so well. He's like family, and I've said this before in an interview. He's, he's, he's he comes around. You see my daughter the day after she was born. Like we've got so close now, and he has helped me develop massively as a coach. And O'Hara's always given me advice and listen to listening to O'Hara's stories about where he's been with uh, trips to America with Anthony Antundi and and Junior, and what tra uh, training he's done over here as well. Like he's, um, he's he's educated me a lot, just as much as I've, I think I've educated him. Do you find it disappointing when there always is a bit of sort of a lot of misconceptions about Ahara? He's obviously made mistakes previously in the past, um, and people do still like to sort of hold on to them. But I think we spoke for each other that at meeting him in person, you see how much of, of a different, different person that he is. Yeah, listen, he, there is a misconception, and people um, always refer to the old Ohara to for what he says and that. And sometimes there's a random outburst, but he is a good guy. He lives a good life. Um, He's just focused. He's just focused on a minute. Yeah, listen, I, I feel like the moment when he was he was an undefeated amateur and he come through, blowing people away. Got a great deal with Matchroom, and I, I think everyone else's head would get a bit big, and I think everyone else's mouth would get going a bit. But he um, he got listen. He got humbled. Got reality check. He's been with people, and I feel like the best thing is, and he, oh, I always said this himself. You've always told me, yes or no, will done do that or no don't do that leave it but I've always said to him oh, I wouldn't I wouldn't bite to it or I wouldn't fucking respond or I wouldn't this that and I feel that that's what that's what's benefited him uh, and me the most but you you know yourself you've been down there with him he's a nice guy he's a good guy he's very he, people just don't understand him until they meet him when pe everyone who ever who's ever met, met him even the boys we spied uh, Cyrus and that the Cyrus Patterson at the gym the other day they couldn't they, one they said they didn't realise how good he was yeah. and two they didn't realise how much of a nice guy he was and it's, it's, it's the best thing and I, it's probably one of my most favourite feelings in boxing is when people do say that oh, cool. I, I was actually a nice guy I'm like I told you but yeah. I've always said it Absolutely, and I did want to refer back to, I did see an Instagram story that was posted by Billy Rumble, I think it was posted by Billy Rumble, of the encouragement that you was having given him. Yeah. Um, how sort of special is that for you that, you know, you, you, you learn from other coaches as well, yeah. and you both encourage each other uh, as well as coaches? Yeah, do you know what, like, I don't know what, what this thing is uh, about coaches are not allowed to sort of, not, not interact, but there's this coach rivalry out there, I don't... I don't believe there is, but like, there's this perception of it. But every coach I talk to, I'm always asking advice. Like I get a lot of advice from Al Smith. Al Smith's a good friend. Um, every person I've met, like Jamie Moore, I've done a corner with him when I was in Kazakhstan. Uh, always asking advice and that, and uh, yeah, just good, just good people. There's, uh, I think we're all the like-minded people. If we all just sort of drop the guard and talk to each other, I probably could help each other out a lot more. Um, there are the coach rivalries. There is a, like you've got your set ways and someone else has got their set ways. If you don't agree with their set ways, there's going to be that animosity. But um, coaches working together benefits only the fighters, I think. So I don't think it hurts. I was going to say that. Do you feel like there is a stigma with coaches where, um, you know, say you have two fighters that are both I can understand with fighters when you've got two fighters who might be rivals or this and that but important to know that we're stronger together and, you know, we don't always have to be against each other yeah that's uh, until the fight let's say I had someone in the same weight division until the fight actually happens there's not um, 
there's not an issue like there's not not an issue like um, it's yeah it's just one of those things like if the inevitability is going to happen so just it shouldn't destroy a friendship or like a community of coaches do you know what I mean like there's always an issue I'll bring up as well like the amateur there's an issue with amateur coaches and pro coaches now I don't know if you see but Tom's amateur coach is here with me now Seb but I asked Seb to come Seb's a very good friend and a very big influence to Tom I've got absolutely no ego at all I, would, I love the fact that Seb's come here I asked him and he said you don't will come there for both of you Seb's probably one of the best amateur coaches in the country and He's come up here to help me corner Tom, and I'm I'm, I'm overwhelmed that he's actually done it because there's, a, there's a, like a bit of a there was always this issue between amateur and pro coaches, but he's come up here and give us a hand this weekend. I couldn't be more grateful. He's probably one of the best amateur coaches in the country, but don't give him as, uh, as much credit as he deserves. But like everyone working together can only benefit the fighters, and I think everyone should sort of learn to do it. Do you feel like we see this in top-level boxing now, where you know you do see Eddie Hearn and uh, Frank Warren all coming together? Like everyone, we have to understand that there there is sort of continuity. Yeah, but Eddie Hearn and Frank Warren, mate. If I got offered the money that they're getting offered to do to come together, then I'd I'd drop a lot of my uh, enemies as well. But now, listen, it, it, when it uh, when it does come together, look at the show they're providing, right? And it took a lot of money to do it, but then it took them both to drop their egos to do it. So. Look, look at the show, look, the Day of Reckoning show we're going to get because of something like that. It's, you, can only, um, you can only admire it, can you? I did want to touch, touch on there about egos. And uh, as you say, like, there's the, the stigmas, there's egos in boxing. Um, that, that word egos, like, what, what, what do you think of it when you hear it, when you, being a coach as well, where you have fighters that deal, deal with egos, promoters that deal with egos, coaches that deal with egos? Like, is it sort of, like, what, like, what do you sort of make of it uh, when, when you hear sort of like, dealing with all different egos in the sport? Uh, I think ego is probably stubbornness that you don't think you're wrong in whatever you do. Um, there's a lot of hype as well, people blowing smoke up your ass on. Uh, social media on videos and that it can make someone get an ego like I've um, I've been praised before and I feel good about myself you feel good about yourself all day I've had, I've had some good messages about praise and like well done Will but then um, like it lasted five minutes and then I'll deflate and come back to my normal self but some people probably get it so much they do run away with themselves it's, it's just uh it's just something that can't be helped is it really you can't um, and you can't fault someone for having an ego but I'm pretty sure a lot of it is for the cameras. Definitely. And as we close off 2023, um, it will be a quick start to 2024 for you. But how do you look back on this year on a personal level? Yeah, it's been a it's been a tough year. I've, I've wish uh, it's been it's been a good year, but a tough year for boxing. I've had people come in the stable, people leave the stable. Um, it's another year of learning. I don't you don't stop learning in boxing. You really don't. Um, I just. Uh, I just hope, I know we'll get the world title and things will go up from then for me and my gym. And uh, I've done, if I can say this, I've just took over an anti-knife crime charity in my area. I've just took over it and uh, I want to make a bit of a difference in my area as well because knife crime is on the rise and uh, hopefully in 2024 we can make a difference to that as well locally. I did, did want to t- just, just want to touch on that. Um, I actually didn't even, they didn't actually know that you took that on. Um, so but, but just sort of touching on that now. Um, we do see in modern society, uh, especially in the southeast area where we're both from, um, it is prominent, it is rife. Um, do you feel like the encouragement of bringing boxing into it as well, um, how much boxing can do to sort of save people's lives and get them off the street? As It is getting pushed a lot today, sort of the boxing that can save people's lives. Yeah, I just don't, I don't think boxing, 
Well, I don't think boxing would hurt being in the curriculum or being an option for PE or being an option in schools. I don't think it would hurt something like that. I, don't, I, just, think, I, I just think they've got to look at how much it will benef- benefit people. Like, If you actually think about schools, they're teaching the fucking maddest stuff. They should teach about how to save money, how to buy houses and paying taxes, really, rather than... You can learn all the history you want in the books and all that and some other stuff, but if you don't actually want to learn certain things, then don't learn it. You should have the option to choose. And I, I do think that I think something in PE rather than no no disrespect to rounders or something like that. If the kids, a couple of boys want to box, get a boxing coach in there once a week. There are enough about, and I'm pretty sure loads of boxing coaches are up and coming coaches, amateur coaches especially, would love to go into school once a week or twice a week and teach a boxing class. Getting that in the curriculum, I think, would be invaluable to our summit in our country. How much did boxing do for your life, would you say? It's kept me from being a toe wreck, really. Like, kickboxing and boxing. Now, I started off kickboxing, and and then uh, just it just kept me on a straight and narrow and just behave. Like, you learn you learn a respect for people in the sport, like, from, from learning respect in the sport, and you learn, like just not to fuck about and just behave and you just have this calmness and a bit of morality a bit more morality where now the youngsters these days like they're too quick to like like i said bring a knife out and that it's 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 worrying and that's why i do want to do something with this charity to try and hit that like try and get people all in the gym imagine that on a friday night rather than all going out on the streets looking for trouble they're all in the gym doing something constructive with me my pros would come and help me, people in the area would help me, and it would only benefit everyone, wouldn't it? Absolutely, definitely. And just as we close this off, um, got any sort of last words, any final messages to say as, as this year comes to a close and uh, 2024 brings out new horizons, new titles and, and, and new beginnings for Will Jones? Uh, oh yeah, just, it's been an up and down year. We've, we've learnt a lot as a stable and we're only going to get better. And um, I've had a lot of support, listen, even from... Like you guys, like boxing social. I've, I met you this year, mate. No, but do you know what? You've you've, you've helped support like interviews like this and that. Get our get our team and that out there. You've been down there, looked after my team a lot of interviews, and them little things do do matter. So I'm very thankful. This year, it's been a year of being thankful. Like I've been put in good positions, and next year I'll show my worth and then build on that. Absolutely, Will. Just want to say thank you for the take time to speak to me. Um, I'm sure we'll be catching up tomorrow, but thank you for this year. Thank you for always. Whenever I give you a text, you always let me in the gym. Speaks O'Hara. Sports Social Podcast Network. So I I know you've got a lot going on, but remember, I'm here for you. So bother me when no one's listening, because I will. Bother me when it feels like it won't get better, because it can. Bother me because you're never a bother. Whether it's a low point or a crisis, get help for yourself or a friend. Learn more at neverabother.org or call or text 988, available 24-7.